You're listening to the Born Again Anxious Podcast. Anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues don't just go away magically for Christians. So let's have an honest conversation about what it's like to be born again and anxious. Well, hey, welcome back. I'm glad that you are joining us again uh, on the podcast. If this is your very first time listening, welcome. Uh, you know, the, the Born Again Anxious podcast is all about extending the conversation about mental health and the church. I think far too often uh, it's, it's something that we kind of sweep under the rug uh, and we, we talk about it um, not enough. And, uh, and so I, w- I want this to be a place where, where we can extend that conversation. You know, I think uh, in recent years we've gotten better in the way that we talk about it in the church, uh, but there's still some stigma surrounding it. And I think one of the stigmas surrounding it is that we, we love to hear stories of how uh, someone has overcome something. We love to hear stories about how someone has, uh, has, has dealt with something in the past, uh, but it gets a little more messy uh, when we're talking about how someone is currently dealing with something, right? And like, I'm, I'm currently depressed. I'm, I'm currently struggling with anxiety. I'm currently struggling with this, that, whatever. We, we don't know so much how to, uh, how to deal with that. And so the point of this podcast is simply to, uh, to extend that conversation. And hopefully we can learn from one another. And you know, one of the ways that we do that is just talking about different issues uh, but another way is by hearing from other believers, hearing how they have dealt with these issues and, and uh, what they've learned from this and what encouragement they would give to other believers. Today's interview uh, isn't someone who, who deals with depression or anxiety um, themselves, uh, but it's someone that is married to someone who, who deals with those um, those issues. In fact, it's uh, my wife, and she's going to kind of uh, give us her perspective on my mental health uh, struggles and and, uh, uh, how she has uh, helped me through those, what she has learned, um, and how, you know, honestly, how that's affected her. Uh, Because when you're the spouse of someone with mental health issues, um, those issues affect you also. And so we're going to hear from her on that. So without any further ado, uh, let's get right to the interview. Uh, I am sitting here on the couch with uh, my wife, Autumn. So Autumn, so thankful that you are uh, coming on today. Yes, thank you. I'm happy to be here and uh, sharing a little bit of my experience with um, mental health and and having a spouse that has deals with some mental health issues. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. Um, that's kind of the perspective that Autumn brings today. Um, is you know not as one that deals with mental health issues herself, but um, is married to someone that that deals with those. Um, one of the things as we were kind of talking through, you know, what we were going to be talking about today. Um, one of the things I told Autumn was I said, you know, this, this podcast is all about, this podcast episode is all about her perspective um, on what I've been through. 
um, not my perspective. And, uh, and so I think it's, it's um, a good thing to hear from a spouse of someone that deals with depression and anxiety and panic attacks um, and see kind of how, how you've processed it and, um, and what you've learned and what sort of encouragement you would give to others. Um, so why don't you tell, just for those who are, are listening, um, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself, Autumn? And, uh, you know, um, I think in a previous episodes, I've mentioned that we have two girls and I've mentioned we've been married for about 10 and a half years. Um, but what else makes you, you? Yeah, so I, I am a photographer. I um, have always loved taking pictures ever since I was about in middle school. And I am a stay-at-home mom. I uh, love being home with our, our daughters and then um, taking pictures on the side when I can. I, I would consider myself a small-town girl, um, even though we, we lived in Dallas for nine or ten years. I am happy to be back in, in a small town. And lastly, I, I am a twin, and I have two older brothers that are twins. So. Yeah, and that that kind of always seems to shock people, right? Like, they you say you're a twin, and then you say, "Oh, and I have older brothers that are twins," mm-hmm. and and uh, the people always seem surprised at that. Yeah, yeah. So that's been a part of my story that I that I think is kind of fun. Well, let's talk about um, depression and anxiety and panic attacks and and all that. So walk us through uh, what it was like when I first started dealing with depression and anxiety and panic attacks I don't remember exactly when you started when you started dealing with depression and that's probably because it could have it could have begun long before I even noticed or caught on to what was happening at the time you know because usually a lot of times when you have someone has depression they don't they aren't real open about it at least at first but anyway once we once I started, we did start talking about it, or I did start noticing um, that you were dealing with depression. The main symptom or sign that I noticed was you sleeping a lot more, um, unmotivated to get up and go to work and do other things. And then your first panic attack uh, was definitely scary. Um, that came a little while later after you had I had noticed your bouts of depression, but anyway, because I had never had one myself and I had never seen someone have one, it was, it was, um, eye-opening for me and I didn't quite know how to help you through it then because for all I knew, um, you were having, we, for all we both knew, you were having a heart attack at the time, you know, when we had to call, I called 911 because we didn't know what was going on, so... Yeah, go back to, um, you know, you were, you were talking about the um, noticing kind of me being more lethargic, kind of sleeping some more, maybe having, looking unmotivated. Um, when, when do you think you, sw- or maybe there wasn't a switch, maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. When did you switch from thinking, you know, okay, this is just Adam being lazy or he's going through a season where he's more tired to like, okay, maybe there's something more here 
Does that question make sense? Yeah, so I think I would say because your periods of depression would last sometimes two or three weeks at a time or more, you know, and so after several of those, several of those um, bouts or whatever you want to call it, you know, you, you start to think to yourself like, okay, this is, this isn't going away. This wasn't a one-time thing. It looks like it's here to stay. Um, you know, I started to take it more seriously. And also, like I said, after that first panic attack, that was like, that was a big, that was a big deal that, that made me really, especially made me want to jumpstart, um, learning more about mental health issues. Mm. Yeah. Walk, walk, walk us through. And in a previous episode, I mean, I've given my kind of account of what that panic attack looked like from my perspective, you know, as someone who was having it. Um, but walk me through, you know, from your perspective, as you're watching me have this panic attack and kind of the, the build up to it. Um, but then, you know, when I'm actually laying on the floor, you know, and we think I'm having a heart attack, um, what, walk me through what's going through your head at that point. Um, you know, it was, it was a normal night. You were putting Nora to our oldest daughter to bed or reading to her in her room. And then you had come out saying that you were feeling cold or was it, you know, was the house cold or was it just you? And I think you were starting to get a little shaky, you know? And so I think you, anyway, you went and laid down and then, um, things kind of started to, to progress after that. Um, Nora fell asleep. So then it was just you and I and and then after a while, it kind of went into a full-blown panic attack, you know, and we didn't know it was that. But um, you, your arms started to curl up, and you, you were having a hard time even talking to me. And so I, my gut was telling me, or something was telling me to just call 911 because I, I didn't know what else to do. And so, although the funny, the funny thing about that night was that you, you told me, you know, don't call 911. Um, just take me to the hospital. And I said, no, you know, Nora's asleep. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm not going to load her up and try to get you in the car to take you to the hospital. Yeah. Which um, is the humorous thing looking back on all that is, you know, the paramedics came in and they did everything. And Nora, our, our oldest daughter, she's six now. Uh, she slept through the whole thing. She, you know, it didn't even phase her. Anyway, that was just a crazy night, and, um, you know, the paramedics and the, all the guys that were in there that night, they kind of, you know, they said, we did the right thing, you know, by calling them. Uh, they kind of got you calmed down, and they kind of, I think they talked me through maybe how to help you next time, but anyway, I was just, I remember feeling scared and, and just un, unsure, and uh, still, again, very new to everything, so I just didn't really know what exactly was going on at the time. Well, through this whole process, uh, what are some things that you have have learned? So, after that, after that first scary panic attack night, I started. I began reading a lot more, I guess, about about everything, and I wanted to educate myself so that I could be a better uh, support for you and 
really know more about what was going on like in your head and in your brain um and so that's that's actually the thing about mental health is that it's it's like a it can it can be like a, a brain issue you know the root of the problem at least or at least part of it is in the brain and so we can't we can't see that and what, but what we do see is the signs and symptoms of depression or mental health issues you know so a depressed person often gets labeled as lazy or sad you know and they they do, or they just need to you know get over it a lot of people say that but a depressed person can't just get over it just like a person with a broken arm can't just rip off their cast and go go on about as normal with a fully functioning arm you know it has to heal and they need that cast um there is a sometimes a malfunction of some of the chemicals in the brain and I just didn't you know I didn't understand that and so because of that this is in no way that person's fault that person that deals with um, mental health issues it's not their fault you know they would do anything they could to not have to live through that you know not have to have that struggle so um Understanding that was key for me. So when I was tempted to feel upset, angry, or annoyed, I had to remind myself that, you know, you're not choosing this. Um, you're not choosing to feel depressed, anxious, or whatever. It's just, it's it's one of the cards you've been dealt and that we've been dealt, and that's okay. And so I've, I've learned that, you know, what you most need is you need a supportive um wife and and a patient wife you know another thing that that someone that you and that someone who who is depressed needs is is their spouse or someone in their life telling them like it's okay to take an antidepressant or you know and remind you to to take that pill and then also someone who will keep encouraging you to form good habits and you know eat right exercise you know have a hobby spend time outdoors you know somebody that'll continue to tell you those things um as you go because i think those are important what have been some sources of encouragement i know that you said that you know just learning more about mental health issues has been uh has been a, a eye-opening for you um, but but what are some some sources of encouragement? Yeah, so um, right away, you know, as we started dealing with this, I started having conversations with our former pastor's wife, Wanda, because our former pastor, Mike, had also, you know, has, has dealt with depression all his life. And so mm-hmm. talking with Wanda was helpful, and she, you know, shared some books with me that had been helpful to her and then I've you know I've read all sorts of different things over over time um you know whether it was it's been specific books or you know somebody good good writers that just write through Facebook or um, whatever it's all been good to soak in and just see that you know there's so many people living this living this um on this journey too. How has this, you know, a lot of times I think with, um, with mental health, 
the focus is placed on the person that's actually dealing with the issues. Um, but, you know, when you're married to someone that has, um, you know, is dealing with, like with me, dealing with depression and anxiety and panic attacks, um, how, does, how does that affect you, um, you know? Um, I mean, I think about just, just this morning, so we're recording this episode uh, in the evening, and, you know, 12 hours ago, I sat in our recliner and had a panic attack, mm. you know, and, uh, um, but there's definitely, like, it affected me, but it also, that affected you too, because, like, you were in the, the other part of the house doing something. I think I was brushing my teeth. You were brushing your teeth, and you have to immediately come over, like, you're still brushing your teeth, mm. but, like, you're helping me go through this panic attack right so like there there's a there's a clear effect that this has on you um talk about some of the ways that this has affected you I think it's easier I think it's gotten easier over time because I'm more aware of different things and I I understand things more and I you know I've educated myself but depending on what you're going through, you know, I, I am affected differently. So like in the beginning, before you were on any kind of medication and you would have these weeks long bouts of depression, those days were really hard because oftentimes I would feel as the days went on, I would start to feel really lonely, you know, and like you, you were doing the best you could. You but really all you wanted to do was rest and, and, you know, lay down and, and all of that. And so, you know, as, as your spouse, I definitely, um, would feel lonely at times and I, I would do more to care for our home and family. And then I think another thing that comes with that is just the struggle of feeling, feeling like I was loved and, um, you, you weren't really in, you know, when somebody's in, in a depression, a depressed state, you're not really in a great headspace. And so you don't really have the energy to express, you know, maybe your love for your spouse or give them adequate attention. And so again, that's not your fault. It's just part of, it's just part of, of having depression. And so, um, I would definitely practice, learn to practice more patience and, um, remind myself that, you know, better days will come and also remind myself that, you know, you really do love me very much. Well, what sort of advice would you give to someone who has a spouse that's dealing with mental health issues? For someone that has a spouse dealing with mental health issues, I would say make sure you have a support team behind you while you're supporting your spouse, you know, because you need to be taken care of too, just like your spouse does. And so, you know, it could be your own parents or your spouse's parents. It could be a close friend, maybe, maybe even your pastor. Um, you just need that. You need a few people that can be helping you help your spouse, I guess. Um, and so that's one thing. Also, keep learning all you can about mental health issues. So that you can better understand what 
what your spouse is going through and so you can help educate others because there are so many people you know there will there will always be many people who don't understand mental health and um and it really is hard to understand unless you go and read about it or know someone who who lives it because it's kind of confusing sometimes and then lastly and maybe most importantly um you know we need to be praying for our spouses and and your your family as a whole because you know i i experienced this as your wife but our children experience this as your kids and so it impacts them in in various ways and so you know we need to be praying for i need to be praying for you and and my whole family um i think it's only through god's power and god's grace that we're able to make it through you know a tough situation or a tough circumstance like this and so just prayer and and knowing that that God has God has it under control we just have to go to him to find that strength to to make it through the tough times well I enjoyed sitting down and uh, just listening to my wife talk about what um, what this has been like for her to go through uh, these things to be honest um, I learned some things uh, about her and, and about myself uh, through this. And I think that's, um, that's one of the important takeaways for me from this uh, is that we can, we can never talk about this too much, right? Uh, even, even with my spouse, uh, even with someone that I, that I live with and I do life with, um, there's always more to learn, Right, not just about how this affects me, uh, but how this affects her as well. Um, you know, one of the things that she said, and there are really two of the things that she said, I, I really want to uh, reiterate. Uh, number one is don't stop learning, uh, continue learning all that you can about mental health and about how it impacts us and, and what we can do to live faithfully with it. And the second one, was um, have a good support system around you. I'm so thankful that we have a good support system around us and that she has a good support system uh, around her uh, in dealing with these issues. But I know that that's not always the case. And I know that that's uh, unfortunately uh, something that sometimes people people struggle with. And, and so I would just throw this out there that, you know, if, if you find yourself in that place, um, whether you are someone dealing with mental health uh, your issues yourself or if you are uh, married to someone who does um, and you don't, you don't have that support system, uh, reach out to us. Um, send me a message. Um, shoot, me a, shoot me an email. Find me on Facebook, uh, whatever. And, uh, and we would love to uh, chat with you about this a little more. Well, thanks for listening to the Born Again Anxious podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Additionally, if you'd like to continue the conversation, we'd love to connect on Facebook. So just go to facebook.com slash bornagainanxious and join our private Facebook group, or you can simply find us by searching Born Again Anxious.